What's up everyone? Gabe Jones here on Into Final Space. I know we're all missing the episode reviews, but we have another super cool interview today. Adam Fay, who is a character designer on Final Space from both seasons 1 and 2, is coming onto the show today to answer some of my questions as well as yours. So, as always, let's dive right in. All right. Here is Adam on Skype today with me. Thank you for talking with me. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, how are you? Doing well. Uh, thank you again for joining me today. Yeah, this is great. All right, Happy so let's start. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so let's start with uh, our first question. Um, so, sure. how did you come into this career of uh, of character design? Like, what, what brought you into that? Uh, it was always something I was pretty interested in. Uh, mainly took shape in high school once I realized uh, looking into artists for games and movies and shows and stuff that I liked that. There are actually people getting paid to do character design, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so I just started looking into what the process would be or what the industry is like and started to slowly gear myself in that direction. I ended up going to um, college and studying illustration. Um, at the time, I didn't know if I wanted to do uh, animation or games kind of design. So like, obviously, those are two very different kind of ways of designing. Uh, it was only after I graduated that I kind of realized I liked uh, animation better. But yeah, it was a kind of a slow start, but it kind of worked out. Awesome, cool. So, can you explain a little bit what it means to be a character designer, specifically in the the animation industry? Sure. Yeah. Um, usually, our jobs like it starts with the script. Uh, so oftentimes there'll be characters called out in the script, like such and such character, male, female, age, kind of personality in a few sentences kind of things. Um, and then if it's really specific, sometimes it like they'll give you really specific designs. Like, oh, we want it to look like this character from Firefly, but with this personality from a different show or whatever. Uh, and then, okay, like there's little guesswork involved there, but sometimes it's like, oh, it's just a kind of octopus creature could be funny, it could be serious, it uh, could be big or little. We don't know. Just come up with a bunch of stuff and we'll figure it out. So uh, it really varies from character to character, like it, uh, based on the writers and if the storyboard artists had come up with any ideas as well. All right, but, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so w- when you do get uh, either... You know, more detailed descriptions or not uh what's your your general thought when you begin creating a character like where do your your insp- your outside inspirations for these characters come from and how do you put those into when you're designing um well yeah like sometimes if uh if i'm able to to throw in a little personal flair or ideas into it like it it could really come from anything like uh it could just be like oh i really liked uh that into the Spider-Verse movie, so I was kind of like, if you're vibing on those kind of things, like, oh, maybe I could do something that reminds me of that, or uh, even something totally unrelated, like, oh, I kind of wanted to uh, make a fun dog-looking character, and they didn't specify if this was, like, a human or an animal or whatever, so maybe I'll just try to make a dog-looking thing. Uh, sometimes that works, and they're like, yeah, this is fun, it, it well, and they'll prove it, but then oftentimes, like, nah, we definitely don't want a dog. And then you're like, damn, so you have to kind of, like, redo it from scratch. But, uh, yeah, it really varies, just like anything else, I guess. All right, cool. Yeah. So, 
many of the, the interviews I've had, they, they speak of, uh, you know, when y'all were creating this universe, you really wanted this super cinematic feeling to it with, uh, mm-hmm. I know Diva mentioned that he, they wanted a simplified form to it, uh, streamlining everything. So what's it like having to create such complex and cinematic characters within such a simplified form? Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty interesting question. Like, a lot of that, I would say, comes down to writing. Because, uh, obviously, if the characters wouldn't be very complex or cinematic if it wasn't written or acted a certain way. Uh, and as far as the designing process to match it, um, I think just the main thing I know Devo was really uh, looking into when designing everything is, like, obviously, as a designer, you want to create the coolest-looking characters you can but also you have to accommodate for animation and be sure that the studio that who's animating it doesn't have these insanely complex characters that they have to animate especially if they're in almost every scene like gary or avocado or mooncake or especially mooncake is the simplest (laughs) design of them all but uh yeah so it, it kind of almost benefits like you can i think you can surprise people a lot more with characters that look simpler but are doing more complex things so it kind of makes it more dynamic in a way that you wouldn't expect but yeah i think in terms of just simplifying the designs themselves um yeah it just comes down to uh what is practical as opposed or on top of what also looks good all right cool (laughs) um do you have any specific characters in the universe that you have any pride in, in creating uh, outside of season two, of course? But uh... yeah. yeah, season two is definitely my... Uh, I have a lot of favorites from season two that I can't talk about, unfortunately. But for season one, uh, I was mostly doing... Or like uh, helping with a lot of designs because there was right. a couple designers who were uh, more taking the lead on designing like the aliens and the creatures and everything. So I was more helping... Uh, refine and do turnarounds for uh, sketches that they would do. Uh, but one thing that I did that I really liked in season one was, um, I think it was the sixth episode when Avocado and Gary are planet jumping and they're in their like cool Iron Man exosuits. Yeah. Uh, I designed the exosuits. So I was, oh, wow, uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Especially because it got like, it was such a cool scene that was little yeah, epic and it was in all the trailers and stuff i'm like yeah i did something <laughs> awesome cool yeah um so uh i know this might be a hard question but sure. uh who is your favorite quite or your favorite character hmm that is tough uh i think tribor kind of stole the show for me in season one just his utter goofballness and then his leading of the resistance at the end i thought was a fun <laughs> reveal for such a silly character yeah. Yeah, and just watch uh whenever we would do table reads and stuff at the studio, just watching Olin do the the voice for switching between Gary and Mooncake and Tribor, it's always very entertaining to watch. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So so what's your experience like working with Olin and you know trying to achieve this huge vision that he has? <laughs> well, thankfully I'm just a cog in the wheel, so there's not much pressure on my shoulders for that. Uh, I don't interact with Olin too often on the day-to-day because obviously like, we're just sitting at a desk drawing and he bounces around between meetings and records or writing or 
whatever he has to do as a creator of the show. But yeah, in terms of just a, helping create just a big vision, it helps that the whole team is just so involved and passionate and just ready to work to get everything done. Because we lo- like the show, which helps a lot. You don't often get to work <laughs> on things that you like. Uh, but the f- fact that we enjoy the show and it's fun and it's, the art is beautiful and the animation's great. Um, yeah, it just makes everything a lot easier. It makes you want to uh, achieve something cool with what this is. And especially uh, with season two, since like on whenever you work on a season one of a show, it's always a little chaotic because you're kind of figuring things out. Right. Yeah. Um, it's really cool to come back on season two just because you kind of know a bit what to expect and you know the people or at least some of them already. So it just feels a little more grown in and cohesive. But yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, kind of along that line, uh, what is it like, you know, working with the, the rest of the designers and the directors and, you know, trying to, to fit this, this huge thing that he's, he's got going through his brain. <laughs> um, you know, just the teamwork and the, the tapestry that you, you all put these individual work into and then to create this huge culmination of a, a beautiful, beautiful yeah. show. Oh, uh, one thing that was kind of helpful at Shadow Machine, which you don't usually get at a lot of studios, is that it's kind of like a big open workspace. Um, so even we were kind of like jammed together in this one room, all the designers and color artists. Uh, so usually, if like in the job I'm currently at or other jobs I've had, you're kind of just in a cube, just kind of isolated or more isolated to, from your fellow artists. But in this one, you were like, sitting next to each other within a 10 foot radius, like five or six different people. So if not more, so everyone is just really chatty and looking at each other's work all the time. So it kind of helps like bounce opinions off each other. Like, Oh, what do you think of this color? Or does this design work kind of thing? So yeah, it's just this really kind of a collaborative friendly environment that kind of made working with everyone a lot easier. Cool. All right. So, Outside of Final Space, uh, do you have any any other art pursuits or even non-art things that you do that you really enjoy that may even flow back into your work that you know kind of inspire you or things oh, that sure. you'd like to do too? I mean, it, it's important to try to keep drawing even outside of work because it's easy to just like when you're working for a normal work day, sometimes longer hours if need be, like you just kind of are exhausted and you don't want to draw or do anything, but if you can manage to muster up any kind of creative work outside, even if it's just a little sketching, um, that's, I think it's very beneficial. Uh, in terms of what I do, sometimes just like to go to coffee shops and just draw the people there if I have an hour that I want to kill or if I'm just sitting on the couch. My favorite thing, I bought the iPad Pro last year as a holiday gift to me and they have like the pencil and the drawing apps and stuff on it and now that I since I'm so used to drawing digitally uh, now that I have a like a mobile way to draw digitally I can just be on the couch or out and about it's it's really helpful and lately I've just been uh, drawing Game of Thrones stuff just because everyone's been so obsessed with Game of Thrones so that's been very fun and I'm sure after that I'll be drawing Star Wars or Marvel stuff or whatever um yeah and also, if you can come up with a 
your own characters or stories. Like that's a good creative exercise. Um, but yeah, that can be pretty exhausting too. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a, here's a question off that. Um, so do you, do you have a preference of digital over traditional when you're, you know, working outside of I'd the studio? Be, yeah, probably just cause I'm so used to it now and I've devoted so much time to figuring it out. Um, digital is kind of my preferred method. Uh, obviously you, there's a, such a benefit to traditional drawing and painting or sketching or whatever, um, just because the tactileness and the, the physicality of actually holding a pencil and the line on paper, and it's more permanent even if it's pencil. But yeah, you, we get so uh, coddled just by with our ability to control Z and undo any mistake or add a layer on top of it and fix it, which is great for uh, the medium, and it definitely helps speed up the work, but I think it, it, we're kind of uh, getting a little crutched by it uh, as much as I enjoy it. But yeah, despite all my worries about it, I still love drawing digitally, and I probably <laughs> will continue to do so. Cool. Yeah. All right. And uh, how have you, without getting too spoilery, uh, and the, and your team uh, tried to improve the character designs in season two? I know uh, Diva was mentioned there's a slight shift in the art style uh, for this upcoming season and uh, a few changes to some characters and uh, mm-hmm. the way that they're designed and drawn. Uh, can you give a little hint uh, to that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure uh, the specifics of what Devo said, so I don't want to say too much. Um, yeah, the characters, a lot of it, like the style is pretty much, I would say, the same, but we do try to... Uh, up the fidelity where we can like um there are things to make the characters kind of feel more human or more solid and less action figurey um but especially with uh, like creatures and aliens and stuff like that i feel like where we're really trying we really were finding a more specific voice this season uh just because it's season one like obviously you're pulling ideas from wherever you can but now that the season one was done and we're like moving into season two it's cool to see, like, okay, now that this is what we did here, but let's try to push it uh, more creatively this way or more dynamic that way. Uh, obviously, <laughs> this is very vague, so it might not be terribly interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's cool, especially with the aliens, because you can really do a lot more with them than you can with the human characters, or especially the main cast, which has to be relatively simple so that they can be animated well. But if there's just a one-off alien character that's just kind of standing in the background, you can go kind of nuts with it, and that's pretty fun. Diva definitely uh, embraces and encourages that kind of uh, trying of things and and all of that. But, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not sure how much I can go into detail. No, that's absolutely fine, yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're all excited to see this. Yeah. From everyone I've, I've talked to, that there's yeah. been this continual growth uh between season one and season two, and we're running for a, a real real treat for next season. Yeah, it's going to be good. From what right. I've seen, it'll be pretty sweet. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Well, we're going to take a pause real quick, and we'll be sure. back with Fantrax and Respond. You got it. All right, folks, we'll be back in just a moment for Adam to answer some of your questions submitted to the Into Final Space channel on the official Into Final Space Discord. More on that after this interview. And the Final Space subreddit. 
Welcome back to Into Final Space. I'm Gabe Jones, and we are back with Adam Fay, one of the talented character designers on Final Space, here to answer some of your questions. All right, folks, we are back with Fantrexian's Respond. I've got Adam here uh, to answer some of your questions, so we'll get right into it. Um, so first we got Josh from Discord, and uh, he asked, what are some of the major influences behind the look for the show, and is it inspired by any other science fiction properties? Um, yeah. I know Devo, he's a big fan of everything kind of 80s, so that you definitely get a lot of feel of a kind of 80s sci-fi vibes like with all the neon and the, the pink and purples and stuff that's kind of like a big color throughout the show um, in terms of sci-fi properties or projects that uh, influence the show I know for backgrounds excuse me um, they were looking at a, there's a comic artist Mobius who's fairly well known he has this really unique kind of sci-fi style that's really beautiful, especially in the color palettes, which is a lot of what they were looking at. Um, for characters, I know it's a lot of just Devo. It's just straight from him. Like, he loves sci-fi, and he, but this is, like, his style, basically. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're definitely kind of going for a more of a... Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Like, if season one is kind of... Star Warsy, Star Trekky. Uh, it might go a little more cyberpunky in season two, All right. uh, which is which I always like that kind of sci-fi genre personally. So that was very fun to do this season. Cool. Yeah. All right. And then our other question is from Dangerous Underscore Wishbone from Reddit, and they want to know: Do you have any methods for coming out with uh, the unique alien designs and uh, any favorite background characters that were in season one? Mm. Uh, yeah, for aliens, it's often good to just, well, one, look at uh, aliens from existing properties like games or movies or whatever that you like for inspiration. Like, for me, I, was, I always look a lot at uh, the Mass Effect games or um, even just like Star Wars, just looking at the weird background. Aliens and stuff are always really entertaining. Those are usually a little more comical looking. Um, so that's always fun. Uh, it's also great to just kind of look at weird animals and just try to combine things, uh, especially like deep sea fish I find are like really crazy looking if you want a creepy looking scary design or uh, just just try to combine things like, oh, this is kind of like a a bear snake kind of thing or whatever. <laughs> so it's just if you just try to do weird stuff like that, you'll often get some fun results. And uh, what was the the other part of the question? Uh, do you have any uh, specific oh, background characters background from the characters, yeah. first season? Yeah. Uh, season one. Let's see. God, it's been so long. Um, probably the De Winters were probably the <laughs> the standouts for season one, just because that one bit still cracks me up in the second oh, episode. Nice. The poor De Winters, man. <laughs> they had it rough. <laughs> And yeah, just get, purely just for the com comedic effect of those guys, they were my awesome. favorite. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for for answering these questions and joining me today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And that's a wrap. Special thanks to Adam Fay for joining me on the show today. A few notes before we wrap up. First of all, the Into Final Space Discord server is gone. So if you go looking for it, 
you can't find it. Anyway, thanks to the awesomeness of the folks over at the official Final Space server, I now have a channel where you can come talk to me about the show and submit your questions for the guests on Fantraxians Respond. Another exciting announcement is that in addition to some f- more folks from Shadow Machine coming to join me on the show, Jamfield, which is the studio that animates Final Space, is sending some folks my way for interviews. So look out for those coming up very soon. If you want to submit some questions for our next interview, join the Final Space Discord, now we're, I'm home, and keep up with the Final Space subreddit. As always, remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at IntoFinalSpace. Thank you guys, and I'll see you next time on Into Final Space.